if, if I am US American and I, I wouldn't be interested in the history, in the culture, I could go to Las Vegas. You have Venice there and it's even nicer and more shiny than the original. Hello and welcome to The Low Season, a podcast about tour guides, tourism and the future of travel. I'm Wout Bernhardt, a tour guide from Berlin, and I'm currently gauging how my fellow tour guides are navigating the pandemic. My guest today is Patrick Charel, a born and bred Bavarian from Munich. He's a trained historian, and apart from being a tour guide, he works in a museum. We talk about the difference between his two jobs and why he wouldn't want to give up his tour guiding anytime soon. Here is Patrick Charel. By the way, how do I say, um, do I say Patrick or Patrick? Oh, it's, it's, it's Patrick. So it's, um, I am, I am born in Munich and I am Bavarian and, uh, my, my parents decided this for this name because of our indeed French origin, you know, in the family, but that's, that's 200 years ago. So we can, we can, we can put it with Patrick. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's good to know. You're, you're originally from Munich, right? You're, you're born there. Yes. I was born in Munich and I was even, you know, baptized in St. Peter, which is right in the city center. And I was born next to the Oktoberfest meadows and, uh, wow. yeah, yeah. So I'm an OG Munich. <laughs> you, you, what, um, is interesting to me, uh, and maybe Munich is completely different than Berlin in that respect is that I, I feel like in Berlin, most guides are not German. And if, even if they are German, they're not even from Berlin itself. How, how is that in, in Munich? Are most of the guides from Munich itself or from Germany? Mm, no, I, would, I wouldn't say so. So I do work for the Radius Tours company, and I think there are three or four other major companies, but I would agree that most of the guides there are from, you know, USA or Australia or some, somewhere else. Um, in the company I work for, at least we are five German natives or even Bavarian natives, uh, which is quite handy. Uh, you know, sometimes there are German groups who, who require private tours and they of course more or less expect native Germans to be their guides but yeah I would say most most people are from other other parts of the world what why why do people come to Munich what are some of the 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 major topics that you talk about on on your tours um it's mixed you know it's um I would say they are two big groups of people you know the one group is um, they do it when traveling Germany as a whole and they come to Munich because it's the beer city uh, there is the Oktoberfest season um, uh, and, you know they come for the fun and they go to Neuschwanstein Castle which is okay you know I'm one of those people who are not ranting about Neuschwanstein it's fine people want they want to see it it's okay it's fine um, and I would say the other group, they are more interested in the dark side. You know, they, they come for culture, they come for art, but they also come for the, um, the Nazi history. They come for the city of movement. You, you have been a guide for, I believe, seven years, is that correct? Seven, seven years, yeah. Yeah. How, how have, you, have you seen guiding change a little bit over those seven years? How have you been... Uh, yeah, sort of developing yourself as a, as a tour guide, and how have you seen people coming into the city? Also, uh, in 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 question of the people coming to Munich, I would say it did increase. 
<laughs> not at the moment, of course, you know, but uh, in general, I would say there are more and more people coming uh, from all parts of the world. There is a certain increase of uh, guests from Asia, uh, you know, including Shanghai and Singapore and um, Hong Kong and, and China and uh, Korea. But um, in general, those people, they have their own guides with them. So there's little interaction with them, but I see them, you know, they, they are obvious crowds in the city center. And um, speaking of myself, um, I would say I get more the entertainer. Um, because, okay. you know, when, well, what, is, what does that mean? When I started being a tour guide, I, I did this during the study, you know, and so I was, I was all in this, wow, I am an academic now, you know, and I need to do this all very properly and all the numbers have to be super correct and I shouldn't be too funny in between, which, which of course I changed immediately. But uh, there is a certain, you know, there is a certain spiel you can do and it's, it's fun to be and, and after some years, you know what anecdotes people will certainly like and especially if you see people are from certain social social how do you say crowds social circles from the united states or from new zealand you know what they want to hear and you know what what jokes at one position is the best effect or what pictures you use to show for the greatest aha moment you know and that's what i meant you're you're getting more into an actor the longer you do it, but that's fine. You know, I, I did acting on in school, and so that's uh, one of the the reasons I like being a tour guide next to being like the official serious historian. Is you have you have more fun in between. Do you miss it at the moment? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah what, I do. What What do you miss about it? That's what I you know. That's what I meant. It's um, being historian, and uh, you know, people think of this elderly gentleman with the tweed jackets and talking about uh, Richard III or something. And that's that's pretty close, actually, to the truth, you know? I mean, being his... Yeah, I mean, it's being historian means a lot of data work. It's very repetitive and it's very self-restricted and self-disciplined in what you do. And being a tour guide was a little bit of escapism in between. You know, not escaping i don't hate my job you know i would be very unhappy person uh, if i would hate it and i definitely love being historian this is what i studied you know however if you're a tour guide and you go out and you have this stage you know and people look at you live audience and they're interested they traveled thousands of miles to get to the place and you are allowed to to inform them to give them a good time and maybe, you know, if they bring something, some of the things I said with them and they know more than they did before and they have some nice pictures and they tell others and, you know, it's, it's, it's this live interaction which, of course, at the moment I miss the most. And to, to be frank, it's the money, of course, as well. I mean, it is extra money. It's, it's, it's a business, you know. You, you decided... Um, to do tour guiding and work in a museum. Um, is, there, is there a reason why you wouldn't, for example, be a full-time tour guide? Um, yes, there are several reasons, to be honest. Um, the first reason is um, I know how, um, how draining it can be 
you know, it is if you do it with all your heart, um, you, you have to do it every single day, more or less, you know, in Munich, because I would say that's a big different a difference to Berlin. Munich is a very expensive city. The whole of Bavaria is pretty expensive to live in. Beautiful, you know, and great, but expensive. So if you have a living here in the city, it's more than just, you know, I do three day tours a week and be a bit of a musician next to it. And then you have a proper nice living. No, you have to do it like seven days a week, more or less. And that's why it is a very draining job. And the other thing is, to be honest, um, I, I, I did a study, you know, I have a degree of university. I never thought, you know, being a tour guide as a career in the proper sense, you know, like I step out in front of my family and I say, Hey, I'm my tour guide. So I know I, people will hate me now, I guess in, in our trade, because it, I know it does sound a bit arrogant and I don't want to be arrogant or snobby or something, you know, it's, it's, uh, being a tour guide is a proper job. I know this and it's an important job, but for me, it was not not the career I intended, you know, at the moment I'm a freelancer. Unfortunately, my big dream is to be in a museum in a fixed position and maybe climbing up hierarchy someday. So I always saw myself as a museum guy, even during the study, you know, that's why I want to, to be in this, in this business. So it's, it's a personal, a personal decision, you know, it is, it is. But, but I think you're, you're saying something very interesting there because I do feel there is a big discussion or at least a, an underlying nerve that is there um, when you are tour guiding and when you're a full-time tour guide. Like I, I have been almost completely a full-time tour guide for the last couple of years. I've been really enjoying it. Um, like many of my colleagues here in Berlin, like I know there's many people all over the world who are doing this, but here in Berlin, there's all, there, there is always this sense of how long can you do it? Can you do it until retirement? Um, is being a freelancer enough to sort of get you by on, on a year to year basis? Um, what about the idea that you don't have to study for it? Um, you know, that you don't have to have a license, all of these things sort of, I, I, f I feel in some way weaken the idea that tour guiding can be a proper profession, that you can do it full time, that you can live from it, that you can take pride in doing it. There is something there that makes that um, not entirely possible, I feel. so. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, um, the, I think it is this, this lack of, professionalism in terms of uh you know licenses and documentation and this is germany you know our whole society since the middle ages is based on a proper job is something where you get a paper for and a proper teaching of and it may it, it might be you know yeah the meisterschaft and the being a as first you're the apprentice and then you're a meister one day and that's what i mean um and yeah, I, I'm I'm very sure that that's the that's the weakening part. And um, um, I mean, in Munich, you can be an official Munich tour guide, but you have a very strict training. Which, on the other hand, I would say is not the idea of being a guide when you have to 
be a parrot, you know, and you speak exactly what the officials in the city want you to speak. Uh, because it's history, you know, and um, there are some aspects where maybe I am not agreeing in their view of the, of the history of Munich, you know. Um, and then it's, it's, I think, 2,000 euros or even more you have to pay, and then maybe you get a tour once in a year as an official Munich tour guide. That's not the proper thing. But I, I agree. There is this lack of official um, backup, which yeah, is weakening. Maybe. Recognition, yeah. It's, it's the lack of recognition, and that's, it's, it's, that's weakening our whole position, you know. But it's the same with historians or with, at the moment with the whole culture business um in, in the, what we see right now you know is um the, the thing going on with the lack of uh, fundings tour guides or artists get by government it's the whole thing you know the politics and government likes to rely on us us in the means of our trade as a whole you know they say we are the cultural ambassadors and of course we are you know i mean I don't even remember, or I can't even guess how many thousands of people I already guided through Munich and tried my very best to give them the best and most positive, but also the most true impression and memory about it, you know. And on the other hand, the government doesn't really care for all of us. You know, they don't care about artists, they don't care about actors, they don't care about little stages, little theaters, they don't care about the tour guide companies. And I think, yeah, and that's, as you said, maybe it's because we are too fractured and uh, we are not defined as much as a complete business on our own. One of, one of the things I'm very interested in is also really much the underlying importance of the work of tour guides if there is any like i'm trying to sort of analyze why why is it important that we do this work like is there some greater good to be extracted from this or is it just good old fun some jolly experience here have a a worst here have a beer go enjoy yourself <laughs> you know have a good time and i'll see you later is there is, you, you say you're the cultural ambassadors, guides are the cultural ambassadors to a city. Why is that important? Because, you know, we are the zone politicon. We are social beings. All, all is the mankind. And that's why people travel. People want to travel. They want to see things. They want to learn things. Otherwise, we could all stay at home. Or we could... We, and we, we could read a book or watch the television and we have a proper impression, you know. If, if I am US American and I, I wouldn't be interested in the human aspect of Europe and in the history, in the culture, I could go to Las Vegas. You have Venice there and it's even nicer and more shiny than the original, you know. There, there is a benefit. There is a benefit in being tour guide. And that's what I mentioned before. I would never speak dismissive of my colleagues just because I work as an historian next to it. And I would call historian being my main job because historian, uh, history and culture is something you cannot really read about. Uh, you need people who are experienced, who know the places who can show you the things, they can give you advice of where to look at, 
what to what to see in the structures you are shown in the architecture in in persons you need people who explain to you local oddities um and that's why you don't really need to be a local but you need to live at a place for longer to know that you know i mean i could show people around in exeter where i studied for a year i couldn't do it in leeds or leicester even if i would prepare with five books before and two television series or something because i don't know it you know there is the lack of man of of, of manpower behind it and that's what you're totally right there is a benefit in being a tour guide and cultural ambassador does sound bombastic i know this is i i used the term on purpose but cultural ambassador yes we are because the tour guide is the link between the city itself and the tourist the guest uh, and you cannot replace this with a stupid smartphone app or some some you know some audio guide thing because you cannot ask the audio guide and yes you cannot go on a beer later on with the audio guide and talk about their lives uh, which is also included you know and yes it is also fun but <laughs> that's why not you know life is too short of course having fun is a vital part of being on vacation as well is there is there any parts um that you don't miss um sort of at the moment about many people visiting munich i mean uh, i think they did they did they cancel oktoberfest uh, already yes yes they did how, it's canceled. how do you how do you feel about that <sighs> oh god you know it's so in specifically about the Oktoberfest, um, you know, I'm born in Munich. I have been on the Oktoberfest for so many times. Uh, locals are not so much into the Oktoberfest because it is such a prominent thing every single year, you know. Um, of, of being at for, for the, the job aspect, of course, it is a very busy time and the city as a whole is going to miss to miss it i think it's two billion it's two billion euros munich is losing because there is no oktoberfest this year it's crazy it's, absolutely it's crazy. vital two billion euros you know um income you know not not uh, was heißt, umsatz in english i don't know the word um it's 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 profit we are talking of profit you know um otherwise i mean the city is much more calm now I can imagine how Munich looked like in the 1890s, maybe, <laughs> with much less people living there. But, um, I mean, otherwise, there is nothing I'm happy about. Because I know that the, the all the shopkeepers, they are in big problems. The restaurants, the hotels, the we have many family and budget hotels in Munich, and they're all suffering, so... Though, of course, it's nice to have some more free space. Um, it's nothing to be happy about. Well, Patrick, I want to I wanna thank you so much for talking to me. Um, I really, really enjoyed our conversation and your insights. Well, to, thank uh, you. Yeah, to, to tour guiding in general. I think it was, was really great to hear that. I wish you a wonderful rest of your day. And um, yeah, I hope, to, I hope we could speak another time. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks for inviting right. me. Goodbye, Patrick. Goodbye. That was Patrick Charel from Munich, giving us his spiel on being a tour guide. 
And a big part of tour guiding that keeps returning in many of my conversations is the social aspect of guiding. How much people value the human interaction during a tour. To be able to meet a citizen, a local, and to have a chat about what's going on in the city today. It's a force to be reckoned with and a feature well to be remembered if we're thinking about the future of our industry. Patrick is responsible for two publications, one about the mad king of Bavaria, Ludwig II, and the other one about Christmas time in Bayern. Both are linked to in the notes of the show. That was it for today. On Friday, we're back with another guest from New York City. This time it's Alessia Nencioni. And that's another problem that especially Italian tourists have, because <laughs> they have this conception that um, in New York, you can only have bad pizza and, uh, and burgers. That's all you can eat. The Low Season is produced by me, Wouter Bernhardt. Music is by Mark Schilders. Artwork is by Christopher White. Georgia Riungu is the directrix of brand and identity. Speak soon, my friends. This is Germany, you know, our whole society since the Middle Ages is based on a proper job is something where you get a paper for and a proper teaching of and yeah, the Meisterschaft and the being a pre as first you're the apprentice and then you're a Meister one day and that's what I mean.